Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, Smitty. Got some uh, breaking news here on uh, the opioid uh, death count um, once again. Yeah. Near, near record high last month. What's the breaking news on that? Yeah, just a couple of minutes ago, Lisa LaPointe, the chief coroner, just released uh, her monthly report. Uh, 160 people, at least 160 people died in May from illicit drug use, toxicity. It's huh. the second most deaths in one month ever. Uh, after May 2020, 177 people died. This year alone, 851 people have died between January and the end of May, most ever reported in the first five months of a calendar year, surpassing the 2017 record of 704. So instead of getting better, this crisis is getting worse. This is the, the most deaths ever uh, in, a, in a, a five-month period and the second most deaths ever in a monthly period um, since this crisis began. And we just had a story the other day about how you know five guys in a, on a park yeah. bench in English Bay were found yeah. were found passed out and had to go to hospital. Right? You know, it's a, it's an ongoing tragedy. It gets lost in the in the you know we're rightly focused on covid and have been for some time this is sort of this has been going on for years that's the other pandemics going it on it is the other it's the other state yeah. of emergency yeah. it, it's a, it's a health emergency that shows no signs of abating and again instead of getting better it's it's getting worse Okay, yeah, and important important to remember that. Um, let's talk about the, uh, speaking of the pandemic, it's a big day in this file, right? So this afternoon we've got a uh, live news conference, live update on yeah, the move to step three, and this has been delayed, right? You get some breaking news on that too. Yeah, so they, it was originally set for 145. That's been changed now. It's been pushed back. Uh, no official release has come out. I'm told it's going to be around 215. Okay. Uh, give or take a few minutes. Uh, the prime minister, the, the premier's office has been served notice that the prime minister is phoning at the time that the news conference was supposed to begin. They don't know why. Uh, you don't turn down a phone call from the prime minister. <laughs> Who knows why he's phoning? Maybe he's got. In fact, can't call later. We got a news conference <laughs> going on here. He's got some money he wants to spend. He but probably so, does. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Justin Trudeau's phoning. That's delayed the news conference. I know we're going to carry it live on NW, but it's not going to be at one forty-five. It's probably going to be around two fifteen. Well, Trudeau's probably phoning about the heat wave. <laughs> right. It's a lot. A lot nicer out there today, I'll tell you. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's getting better here. I mean, it's still hot in some spots in the mainland. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, the island is sort of, uh, the South Island has dodged dodged it right now. It's moved yeah. eastward, but it's still a big problem in Metro Vancouver and the interior. I mean, Kamloops and Lytton, Lytton getting 47 That's degrees. Unbelievable. It's, uh, it is uh, quite something. And yeah. it is, it's, it's climate change. For those who think this is some sort of just a one-off situation, it's, uh, it's obviously it's got to be linked to climate change. Okay, let me ask you about um, the, the announcement coming up this afternoon. So what do you anticipate we're going to hear here this afternoon? Well, let's play Dr. Bonnie Henry here first. And here she is talking about moving to step three in the reopening plan that is scheduled for this Thursday. Here she is. We are at the point where I believe it's important that we take away orders as soon as we can and that we take what we call the least restrictive means. Okay, so she wants to get things opened up. Yes, and this reflects actually her, her view and strategy all along. We've never had a lockdown. 
compared to other provinces. We've never had the restrictions that you've seen in Alberta, Manitoba, and Ontario, Quebec, for example. We, you know, we've never closed retail stores. We've never closed shopping malls. We've never had a curfew. Uh, we just simply haven't, and that reflects her view that, you know, again, her her uh, priorities at the beginning of the pandemic remain her priorities today. Cut down on cases, but really specifically, uh, cut down on severe illness. It's one thing to have cases. It's another thing to have people in hospitals. So cut down on reduce hospitalizations as much as possible. Uh, reduce deaths as much as possible. We've done that. Our, our mortality rate is very, very low. It's never gone up. That's a, that's a big uh, success story in BC. Another one, and a lot of people forget this. It, again, her, her third pillar here was uh, disrupt society as least as possible. Right. As right. little as possible. Because that does uh, hurt people's mental health and that's been a, a tenant of hers all along and that's why we're seeing her now even though we have covid cases every day we've got you know uh, an average of less than 75 a day but nevertheless that's still you know a fair number of cases compared to where we were at the beginning of the pandemic but she thinks that we're in a position to move to gather in large numbers to socialize with each other more um, and to basically enjoy life more. It's interesting to follow the debates and among epidemiologists, among the experts themselves over the course of this thing, because there are sort of divisions of, mm -hmm. of opinion on, which, on what way to go. Like there are some people who just say do a total lockdown, shut everything down, the COVID zero movement that mm -hmm. we saw at the height of this pandemic. On the other hand, you have people like Dr. Bonnie Henry, and I, I sometimes wonder if there's any conflict in her mind about that, if she feels like, I wonder if she had any sleepless nights thinking maybe oh. they should go to a tougher lockdown. But like you said, she seemed to be quite consistent from the start that it was a balance that she was yep. trying to achieve of keeping things open as much as possible while controlling the but, spread. Well, by her own admission, she's had sleepless nights. There's yeah. no question. I mean, I think things were probably pretty bad for her back in April uh, when we were having 1,200 cases a day and more than 500 people were in hospital. I mean, that was a crisis situation. I remember going to the briefings or listening to the briefings and, and talking to Adrian Dix and Bonnie Henry, and there was significant concern back then. But now we've seen this virus wane as the vaccine. Really, it's all about vaccinations. Our vaccinations now are, are incredibly effective. One dose lasts a long time. There's a, numerous science coming out now, uh, studies that show the one dose is extremely effective. Yeah. And that is driving case numbers down to the point where we can gather, where masks will be optional or recommended. But uh, remember, Bonnie Henry all along wasn't wasn't the big aggressive pusher for mask wearing, and now we're yeah, getting changed. away from that. Right now, speaking of the mask mandate, so we expect that to change as well with this announcement of the step three in the reopening plan. And here's Dr. Bonnie Henry on that on the mask mandate. So it is in many ways an incentive for people who have been immunized, have received two doses of vaccine, that masks are no longer that last line of defense that you need. Okay, so that's that would be the rule then. You have to be double vaccinated and then maybe nope. not. Oh. No, it's just it's mask or, or enough people now have one dose that it's considered to be a safe situation. But she's saying that's a good incentive for people to get the full va get fully vaccinated. Yep. And, and again, the, the push is on to get everyone double dosed, but it's also a push to get everyone um, single dose. I've got a column out this week that uh, it's a grind now. Public health officials are discovering it's a grind to push up the first dose vaccination rate. We're going up about 0.2 points a day. We were going up one point a day, but now the shift has put more doses into the second dose uh, queue. So 60,000 doses a day, 50,000 of those are second doses. Um, first doses, though, we've hit a, a bit of a wall in certain communities in Peace River, 
uh, Fort St. John, Dawson Creek, they're slowly getting the numbers up, but they're around 50%. The rest of the province is over 77%. Age groups, too, uh, late 20s and 30s are starting to slow down. Interestingly, the vaccination uh, take-up for 18 to 24-year-olds is significantly higher than for 25 to 35-year-olds. So that's the age group that needs a bit of a push right now. Okay, it's interesting to hear you talk about the effectiveness of the vaccine, and it really has been been awesome to see the, those case, the case numbers drop. But we still have cases, and, and she talked about this yesterday in the news conference, where people who have been vaccinated, in some cases fully vaccinated, mm-hmm. they received two shots, have still gotten COVID, and, and some very rare cases have actually died from COVID. Let me play this clip for you. For you. And here's she, uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry here, on the chances of catching COVID even after you've been vaccinated. Here it is. The rate of infection, uh, the proportion of cases that are um, people at least seven days post dose two is about uh, 0.2%, and it's about 2% for uh, people uh, 21 days after dose one. And uh, I recall there's 65 people who have died after having dose one. Uh, There were nine cases of people who died after dose two. Okay, wow. So, well, all these people were in their 80s and 90s. So there was no no young person. This was people who already had some compromised health issues. Uh, again, the vaccine is not 100% effective. It's You're a right. reminder that you can still die from COVID-19. But again, this is the people in the hospital and the people who died were all quite old and already had underlying health issues. So it's another example of, um, I mean, these are called breakthrough cases. Uh, the vast majority of people who got COVID-19 after getting one or two doses, and we're talking about 2,600, 2,800 people uh, up until now in BC, very mild forms of illness, not not severe. Uh, as Dr. Henry said, 65 people in hospital, again, all of them fairly frail and elderly. It's Baldry's Beat, Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Phone lines are open, so call me right now, 604 280 9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. Anne in South Surrey. Hi, Anne. Yes, hi there. Good morning, gentlemen. I would like you to get your your crystal ball out and tell me, do you think July 21st they're going to open up the borders so Mm. we can go and see our families? Um, Because the Trudeau government did say that he would make border adjustments once Canada is 75% fully vaccinated. Are we there yet? No, Thanks, we're, we're not there, and we're not going to be at that 75% uh, mark at percent mark on July 21st. But we're going to be close to that. Uh, we're, in BC, we're going up about 1.5 percentage points a day of double doses. We're just crested 30%, 18 plus. Uh, so you just start doing the math. We're not going to be quite at 75%. But I expect, you know, we're going to hit that double dose mark of 75% some, probably sometime in August. Wow. And it'll be interesting whether, I mean, we may hit it in, in July. I don't think we will, but we, you never know. Um, we're getting more and more vaccines shipped to us. But uh, it's going to be, I think the pressure, again, is incredibly strong coming from the tourism sector in oh, particular, yeah. who really need that border to open. Well, but again, keep in mind, as I pointed out before, there's a heck of a lot more Americans with two doses than Canadians. Well, the tourism sector is just getting hit in the gut here with this continuing shutdown of the border, and they were really hoping they could save the summer tourist season, or well, at least, at least a August. part of it. Maybe save August. Well, yeah, I mean, they wanted it. They said it was like a, a you know, it was like a sucker punch when when Trudeau kept that border closed. I mean, I, I, I don't, don't know think they could have been surprised by that. Though. They weren't paying attention if they if, if they thought this was a huge surprise. Well, they're they're doing the best they can to put pressure on the government to, to reopen that border, but you know, so you're saying that. Probably not until August. 
Well, if, if you're going to stick to the double-dose um, uh, bar of 75%, we're not going to have Canadians at 75% by the end of July. We may have Americans at that level because, again, they've adopted a different but strategy. That is, the, that is the target, the Trudeau shooting That's for, Trudeau's okay. uh, target. Again, as we've been saying since day one, everything's a moving target. Okay, Patricia on the line in Vancouver. Hi there. Good morning, gentlemen. I, I think that 75% is a little optimistic. I've been following the stats in the U.S. and mostly everywhere from New York to Hawaii to Whatcom County, they're not much over 50% at mm-hmm. best go around. And, uh, I mean, Whatcom's certainly still beating us, so, you know, they're ahead of the game. But I'm worried more about... Uh, what they lovingly call a vaccine passport. I think they should just call it vax pass or something to get <laughs> away from that passport term. Um, I've written it into my vaccination book, and hopefully that's going to be enough for a while, but I want to know when that's coming, and maybe that's the Prime Minister's message today. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what he's calling Horgan about. Yeah, I know uh, the border is a key topic for both of them. But, yeah. No, she raises, you raise a very good point about the Americans. They are uh, about 50 Five percent, I think. Last time I checked, double dose. And again, it varies greatly from state to state. The, the United States is a real checkerboard when it comes to yeah. um, uh, vaccinations. The, the American South very low vaccination rates. Yeah. American Northeast very high vaccination rates. Right. The Midwest is low, but the West Coast is strong. So if we do move to a, a passport system, you're not going to see a lot of Americans from the American South. Uh, or the Midwest necessarily travel north to And they are working on the passport. It would likely be an app on your phone, and they've already talked about uh, modifying an existing app um, to prove that you've got a double vaccine that you could very easily flash at a border. Yeah, the only trouble with that, there's a heck of a lot of seniors who don't have app access. They don't have phones. And that's why they're going to have to, it's going to have to be a hybrid, uh, both using uh, technology, but old-fashioned paper as well. Let's go to Wayne on the line in Richmond. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Mike. Uh, just a question. You know, this Delta variant that's spreading around Australia and I guess back in England, uh, even though they have high vaccination rates. Mm-hmm. Um, I see Air Canada and uh, looks like Trudeau want to bring in flights from India uh, starting July 21 again. Is Bonnie Henry going to be able to prevent that from happening from those planes landing <coughs> in B.C.? I mean, uh, mm. you know, we had this fake um, testing that uh, devastated, um, I guess, the flights in March and April that were landing in Vancouver, flight after flight, was coming in with COVID passengers, even though they had been tested, uh, that said they didn't have yeah, any so, COVID. So, uh, no, Dr. Henry doesn't have jurisdiction over the airports. That's a f- strictly federal matter. Now you talk about the Delta variant. The Delta variant is... so. Just to back up a bit, every case that tests positive right now, COVID-19, is basically a variant of concern. Uh, the most, it's about a 50-50 split between the alpha variant, which was the original one discovered in the UK, and the gamma variant discovered, the P1 discovered in Brazil. But in the middle is the delta variant, which has gone from 3% to 6% to 12% of the cases as of last Friday. And it's probably on the rise and Dr. Henry addressed this yesterday. The good news is the Delta variant will probably be even higher in terms of proportion, but it is not causing more cases. It's not causing more hospitalizations or deaths. The Delta variant is not more lethal than the other variants. It is more transmissible. And what we're seeing in, our, in the United Kingdom, and my uh, column last week was about this, was that they did not vaccinate the, the group of the population that gets the Delta variant the most, which are the 20-year-olds. And the vaccine works against the Delta variant, It does, right? and, and, well, particularly two doses. But we vaccinated yeah. 
a half a million 20-year-olds, uh, and the UK did not at, at the same rate, which is why we have avoided the uh, worst outcome of the Delta variant. Keith, thanks for coming in Talk today. Tomorrow. All right, that's Keith Baldry, and that is Baldry's Beat. Thanks a lot for all your calls there. If you did not get through, phone me on the buzz line and leave me a voicemail there, 604-331-BUZZ. We may play it later, 604 